With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the program. There's been some confusion about who was living at the house at the time of these murders. And if Kaylee was actually even a resident at the time. And in fact, she wasn't. She had moved out of this house and she was living with her mom, staying with her parents, and came back to town to show Madison her new car. So that's why she was back in Moscow on the date when these murders took place. But there was some question about if she had lived there, if she had moved out recently, and what the deal was. So I thought in this episode, we'd clear that up real quick and we'd hear from her parents about what she was doing in Moscow when these murders took place. So let's get into this article from NBC News and let's get caught up. Headline, Parents of Murdered Idaho Student Kaylee Gonsalves Says She Was Preparing to Move to Texas Before Slayings. Kelly Gonsalves had lined up a job with an IT firm in Austin and recently moved out of the house where she was killed. This article was authored by Daniela Silva. The parents of a University of Idaho student who was killed along with three others said she had recently moved from the house where the slayings took place in November but had gone back to show her close friend her new car and attend a nearby party. And we had heard this early on in the case, but then we also heard that there was another roommate who lived there who wasn't on the lease. So I think that's where some of the confusion comes from about how many people were living in the house and if Kaylee was living there, actually physically living there, at the time of these murders. And it makes more sense why she would be in Madison's bed. If she doesn't have her own bed there at this point and she had moved out already, she was living back with her parents, so she would be staying in bed with Madison. That just makes sense. Christy and Steve Gonsalves told Dateline that their daughter, 21-year-old Kaylee Gonsalves, was due to graduate from college early and had lined up a job with an IT firm in Austin, Texas. And I think that's why this story hits a little bit different for a lot of people. How many of us have been in the same position, getting ready to get out of college, start your life, jump into whatever career you had chosen to jump into, and you were excited about where things were going. And that's where Kaylee was at this point. And according to the authorities, Brian Kohlberger snatched that from her and her family. But that's why so many people relate. Whether you're a parent sending your kid off to school or your kid's already off at college, 
And then, of course, there's those of us who are late because we went to college ourselves and we were these kids, basically. So whenever you can relate to something almost on a personal level, then, of course, it's going to hit you a lot different than, say, if you never went to college or you don't have a kid who is college age. So I think that's where a lot of the interest in this case is and the morbid fascination at this point. People want to see some conclusion and they want to see somebody convicted. And as of now, that person, according to the authorities, is Brian Koberger. Now, I say according to the authorities because we haven't seen all the evidence yet, right? We don't know for sure. But what we have seen is pretty damn strong. And it certainly looks like Brian Koberger is going to have a lot of explaining to do. Kaylee Gonsalves had just moved out of the house. She shared with her longtime best friend, Madison Maddie Mogan. These girls were best friends in sixth grade, like inseparable, Christy Gonsalves said. The two had lived together and were true, ultimate best friends, she said. Maddie had been a huge part of our life, and we had heard a lot of that when this case was first breaking, about how close Maddie and Kaylee were. But we didn't have a lot of context back then. Now, using hindsight to guide us, it certainly looks like that one of them, Madison or Kaylee, was the target here. And for me anyway, one of the clinchers there is that the knife sheath was found in the bed with them. So it certainly leads me to believe that one of them was the target. Which one? I'm not sure. But I've had a sneaking suspicion since we started talking about this that the Mad Greek, the restaurant where Madison worked, had something to do with it. Seems like a likely place where they could cross paths. Now, we have not heard about any connections between Brian Koberger and these girls. Nothing that can be, you know, looked at as far as given to us by an official source. We know that Koberger certainly was following them on social media, at least on Instagram. We saw that when this was all first breaking, we saw those screenshots and stuff like that. But besides that, there are no ties, right? No ties that bind that you can point at and say, oh, here it is, here's the connection. So for me, it has to be something like they passed each other in the night, if you will. Ran into each other at a grocery store, he saw them or saw her, and, you know, took a liking to them, started following them around, whatever it was. But there is no tangible link that we can point to right now that would have them ever being in each other's atmosphere. So that's certainly one of those questions that everybody wants answered. How did they come across each other and how did they ever even cross paths? Because it looks like these girls had no idea who Brian Koberger was. Kaylee Gonsalves, who had just bought a new Range Rover, told her parents she wanted to go back to Moscow, Idaho to show it to Maddie and to attend a nearby party together. That was the last time that I saw Kaylee, her mother said. On November 13th, Kaylee, Mogan, and two others were stabbed to death inside a home in the largely rural college community of Moscow. Can you imagine sending your daughter out like countless other nights before to go hang out with her best friend, take the ride down to Moscow, go hang out with her best friend, go to a party, and then to get this news? I can't even begin to understand or try to wrap my mind around the pain and suffering that these families have went through. Also killed in the attack were Ethan Chapin and Zana Kernodal.
Police arrested a suspect, Brian Christopher Koberger, 28 years old, about seven weeks after the killings. He has been charged with four counts of first-degree murder and felony burglary. And you know something crazy? There are actually forums on Reddit and elsewhere talking about how Brian Koberger is being set up, how he's being framed. It is absolutely bananas city. And we're going to go through some of those posts on Reddit in a episode coming up. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee you when you hear some of these posts, it's going to make your head spin that people can actually have that sort of opinion considering how strong this probable cause affidavit was. Now, of course, that doesn't make him guilty, right? Because it was a strong probable cause affidavit. But when you look at the evidence in its totality, I don't know how anyone can be running around and talking about, oh, he was framed. And that's certainly one of the narratives that people are starting to pitch. Oh, I have empathy for this guy. I mean, it's just insane to me. Meanwhile, those very same people have a whole lot to say about the victims' families here. So try and make heads or tails of that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Authorities tied Koberger to the case through male DNA left on a knife sheath at the scene, as well as by tracking down Koberger's car and his cell phone records. Koberger, who is from Pennsylvania, was a doctoral student at nearby Washington State University studying in the criminal justice and criminology department. And for all that studying, dude is dumb as hell. Police have not disclosed a motive for the killings or said if or how Koberger may have known the victims. One former criminal justice classmate of Koberger's at the Salis University, where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master of arts in criminal justice, said she was shocked when she heard the news of Koberger's arrest. It definitely took me by shock, the classmate Madison told Dateline. Madison, who requested her last name not be used out of fear of harassment, said she remembered the detailed responses Koberger gave in the criminology course they took together in 2018. Whenever he raised his hand, he definitely took it upon himself to answer the question, but yet then give every single detail that he possibly could to help further his point, she said. It was always like, oh, Brian's answering this question. This is going to take up the whole entire class. Oh, so he's one of them guys. You know, the guy in the meeting who raises his hand and has some kind of dumbass question when all you want to do is get out of the meeting and leave work? He was one of those guys, huh? She also thought that Koberger would stare at her and her friends. He would stare at us. He definitely had very prominent eyes, she said. I would always catch him staring at us. He wouldn't ever really try to talk to us. Sounds typical for somebody like this. We're starting to get that profile built. Hearing about how he was bullied by the popular girls in school. You know the whole entire routine. And then there'll be the whole entire deal of, well, he was bullied. That's why he did what he did. And I'm so tired of hearing that kind of bullshit. 
Breaking news, if he is convicted of this, I don't care about any of those circumstances. Not one, not one of them. I don't care about any of it. I have no empathy for somebody who's going to skulk around in the dark like a straight-up coward and murder people in their homes. Sorry, my empathy is for the families and the friends of the murdered. Hayden Stinchfield, a junior in the criminal justice program at Washington State, had Koberger as a teaching assistant. He wasn't a super approachable guy, Stinchfield told Dateline, adding that Koberger was initially a harsh grader. But that abruptly changed. At a certain point, he started just giving everyone 100s and like super high marks, he said. By the end of the semester, no one was thinking about the little deductions from earlier. So his behavior started to change. We have heard this several different times in several different ways. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean anything on its own. But we can't look at anything in a vacuum anymore, right? Everything has to be looked at in the totality of what the evidence says. So all of these little things that might seem mundane are actually crucial building blocks for this investigation to move forward. Stinchfield said that looking back, he believes the change in Koberger's grading habits lines up pretty well with the time of the killings. Stephen Christie Gonsalves said they take some comfort in thinking and hoping that their daughter may have helped solve her own death by snatching away the knife sheath eventually used to tie Koberger to the killings. I hope that maybe, in a struggle, she pulled it off him, Christy Gonsalves said. It's a checkmate-type moment, Steve Gonsalves added. The two said that they hoped for a conviction and the death penalty. He chose over and over to end people's lives, and that has to be accounted for, Steve Gonsalves said. And I don't disagree. If and when he is convicted after he has his trial, I don't think it should even be a question. It should be the death penalty, without a doubt. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this one. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that at bobbycapucci at protonmail.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-P-U-C-C-I at protonmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at B-O-B-B-Y underscore C-A-P-U-C-C-I. The link that I discussed can be found in the description box.